This is episode 56. In this episode, you'll meet Maceo Cabrera Esteves, the founder of Booklandia, Spanish and bilingual books, and, and a subscription box. She shares how she's bridging the gap of bilingual and Spanish literacy in homes all over the U.S. I hope you enjoy this episode. Hello, hello, I'm Giselle Martin, and this is Relate and Elevate. Bienvenidos! It's a podcast where Latinx business owners share stories of cultural identity and entrepreneurship. I believe consumers want to support businesses they relate to because it gives them a sense of community. Also, join me on my business mindfulness series where I share business tips and activities that will help you grow and sustain your business. So please subscribe to Relate and Elevate to learn more about closing the cultural gaps in the marketplace. So welcome everybody to another episode of Relate and Elevate. And I'm happy to uh, have this guest here with me. Uh, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, thanks for having me. It's uh, Maceo Cabrera Esteves, and I am the owner of Booklandia. Yay, I'm really excited. I don't have any, I don't have anyone on my podcast that sells books. So yay, you're the first one. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, so before getting to know about your business story, I want to get to know about you better, uh, get to I want to get to know more about you personally. Um, so what is your favorite food? Ooh, um, tortillas. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of tortillas? That, that's <laughs> Corn tortillas are my favorite food. Um, yeah, I make them. Um, I don't make them like totally from scratch, but I, 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 I make them at home. It's, so I've, I've been missing them for the past few months. So that's why it's my favorite food right now. <laughs> because I wasn't able to get maseca. And, and now I finally got it. Yes. So, you know, um, my sister and I, and my mom and now other family members. But uh, last year, um, my sister and I found the company that, um, well, my sister found it. I just, mm -hmm. <laughs> just kind of hopped on with her. The you know the grocery store Rainbow in San Francisco? Yes. They sell um, organic masarina uh -huh. in bulk, right? Okay, cool. So my sister asked them, like, hey, what is, what's your sack, like the big sack that you buy? Mm -hmm. Like, how much is that? So in December, we ordered it, and it was like a big 50-pound wow. sack uh -huh. of masarina, and then we just split it. Yeah. But it just, it ended up costing like $60. Oh, for cool. like 50 yeah. pounds or 65, uh -huh. I don't know, yeah. something like that, uh -huh. of organic masarina. And it lasted a while, and we made a whole bunch of tamales, uh -huh. too. And I don't even buy corn tortillas anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then my sister found the distributor yeah. of that. So instead oh, cool. of going to Rainbow, yeah. now she just gets it from the distributor and then it's just way easier. So Well, you, you need to do the hookup then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll become organic masarina resellers. <laughs> it's like, you want your little psycho powder? <laughs> yeah. But um, anyway, uh, what's your favorite color? 
my favorite color is um well it's teal but in flowers it's uh yellow and purple so i like the combination of yellow and purple and flowers and everything else i love teal that's pretty i i love teal that's part of my logo colors <laughs> my brand mm -hmm. colors mm -hmm. i love teal you like to wear it or do you like to like decorate with it uh both, both. yeah yeah it's pretty it has like such a, like a calming mm -hmm. i don't know yeah, like a calming feel to it. So uh, what's the most recent book you've read? Oh, well, I'm reading lots of books right now. <laughs> um, so I'm reading um, The Body Keeps the Score. And it's about, um, it's about, uh, I have it right here, hold on. <laughs> um, so I'm reading The Body Keeps the Score, uh, Brain, Mind, and Body in the Healing of Trauma. Um, I'm also oh. reading um, Me and White Supremacy by mm -hmm. Leila Saeed, and I'm um, reading, uh, I, we were reading Afterlife by Julia Alvarez uh, for my book club that I'm in, and I feel like I'm reading one more book. Oh, I, oh, um, it, it's, um, it's About Damn Time by Arlen Hamilton. Um, who do you know about Arlen Ham Hamilton? She's no. really cool. You should look her up on Instagram. Uh, but she's the founder of Backstage Capital, and she's uh, a black woman uh, venture capitalist. And it's about her story, so it's pretty cool. That's cool. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I do need to get that book. I have some books from you that are like right here in my bookshelf. Oh, cool. <laughs> I'm like, when am I gonna read that book? Like, <laughs> um, what's what's the last song you listened to? Um, well, the I don't know if it's the last song I listened to, but it's the song that I've been listening to over and over again, which is "Vivir Lo Nuestro" by Mark Anthony in La India. Um, I was listening to it on my walk the other day and I, I just had to break out and dance some salsa in the middle of the sidewalk, <laughs> <laughs> hoping that no one would run into me. <laughs> I don't know if I've really paid attention to that song. Oh, it's really good. But it's also one that reminds me of my college days and where I danced a lot of salsa. So mm -hmm. um, it was a lot of fun to listen to again. That sounds like fun. Dancing in the middle of the street. <laughs> if you could meet one person that are alive, who would that be? Mm. Instantly, it's Frida Kahlo. I, I, you know, she's inspired so much of um, my work, mm -hmm. um, my love of art, and just. Um, just because she's a, a woman who's lived through a lot of trauma. Uh, yeah, she, she inspired me that she just kept on going. Mm. Yeah, you know what? She's one of those people that she has so many different like levels or angles and like so many people from different walks of life relate to her because mm -hmm. she experienced a lot of different things in her mm -hmm. life mm -hmm. and I, I think that's why so many of us relate to her 
yes in, in multiple ways mm -hmm. and even there's a lot of people that maybe in just one way relate to her but you yeah know. yeah she's such an iconic person mm -hmm. was it legend though they call yeah so um what um we're gonna start talking about like cultural mm -hmm. identity and things like yeah. that mm -hmm. or self-identity mm -hmm. how do you self-identify mm -hmm. so um i'm cuban-american and i'm muslim um i identify as mixed race um i'm both of spanish and um, african descent and um i'm from brooklyn so i identify a lot like that and as a mom and a wife and um an entrepreneur mm -hmm. <laughs> yep a lot of things that are part of our identity like all day every day they come up and and a lot of them sometimes it's like all of them at the same time right <laughs> yes. mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah what, what does the term cultural identity mean to you um, well, uh, culturally, like, um, you know, I, I've, it, I've struggled so much with my cultural identity, I think, because I uh, was born in the United States with, with Cuban immigrant pa parents, and I went back to Cuba as a kid. Um, so that was definitely, I've always struggled with it, with like what people say I am and what I feel. I am. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and, and then I've gotten older now, like now I'm 44 years old. So um, I feel that it's not that my cultural identity has changed, but I, I, I guess I, I embrace more of the complexity of it that I feel like now that mm. as I'm older, I, I feel less Cuban in, in a way than mm. when I was a kid um, only because maybe because I don't have, uh, I'm not immersed in that culture as much. Um, mm. And then I see myself, as I've gotten older, I see so many like American traits that I have, you know? Mm. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. so um, but there was a time in my life that I was like very uh, radical and I was like, I'm un-American. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that interesting about culture? Yeah. This is what I love, <laughs> culture, and I love talking about it because yeah. it's so it's fluid mm -hmm. and it doesn't matter at any point in time whatever you feel at that moment that's yeah. what it is and it's okay yeah yeah and you know there's also the complexities of it of other people labeling us and and mm -hmm. and us internalizing yes negative identities mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. struggling with trying to pull out our positive yes identities and mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So now we're going to talk about your business and get to okay. know about your business story. Like what, what do you sell? Um, where do you sell? Mm -hmm. how, how did this all come about? Mm -hmm. Why did you want to start doing this? Like, um, okay. So, um, so Booklandia started in 2016 and I found, um, that, as I was raising bilingual children, uh, my, my kids speak both Spanish and English, I was having a hard time finding quality and authentic Spanish books. Um, and I, I found this one publisher 
barefoot books uh, and I was um, an ambassador for them. So I was like selling uh, their books uh, and they had a small, they have a small collection of Spanish and bilingual books. And I, mm-hmm. and I kept on coming across while I was selling it in the Bay area mm-hmm. at different events, usually with schools or pop-ups. I kept on meeting parents that were saying, Oh, it's so hard to find Spanish books. Mm-hmm. So I kept on meeting them and I was just like, Oh, let me try to figure out how to get more, you know? And mm-hmm. so I, I decided, I, I looked at different models and I decided that a subscription box model would be the best way for me to get books um, to families. And at the time there weren't any other subscription boxes that uh, mm-hmm. were specializing in Spanish books. So in, in the fall of 2016, I launched a Booklandia and I um, started with only six customers. And now I sell over thousands of books and I sell them um, nationwide to- Wow, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Thank yeah, you. It's like not even four years. Yeah. <laughs> wow, you have a really big reach. Like I, I even like talk to people or tell people and they're like, oh yeah, I know. I'm like- Cool, I'm so happy you know about Buglandia. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's really cool. I was like, I tell them like I know her. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, it's it's my my mission is, is that um kids all over the, the United States should have you know, my vision is for them to have personal libraries. I didn't have my own personal library. Um, I did have the World Book Encyclopedia set at my home. Um, My father bought that for me, but I always, I was a big reader as a child and I always went to the library, the local library in Brooklyn. And I, I see my children who have books from their dad uh, their dad's childhood and how vast their library is and mm-hmm. how um, different, it, it, they're just different than from when I was a kid, like growing up and just being able to access knowledge, you know, constantly and resources at home. I would like that for other kids. And I know for parents, um, it's, it's just, you know, as a parent, I know how time consuming everything is while working and parenting and some, mm-hmm. some parents also go to school, that it would just be nice to be like, okay, I have my kids' books covered by someone else. She's going to take care of me in this way. Um, so I, you know, I wanted to do that. And I also wanted to make sure that the books that, that kids get are culturally relevant um, and also expansive as well. And um, that are, inclusive and representative, not only of our culture, but of all the other cultures and races that um, are part of this world. Mm. Yeah, you know what, you brought up like the personal library thing, and mm-hmm. that made me think about me, and growing up, um, my mom always, like we always had books at, at home, because my mom loves to read, so she always had, mm-hmm. like we always had a library, but now that mm-hmm. I think about it, it's really just a whole bunch of books that she would buy mm-hmm. for herself because she yeah. she would always wanted mm-hmm. them and want to mm-hmm. read books and and cookbooks and mm-hmm. recipes and mm-hmm. all kinds of different books. And thinking about like the culturally relevant book, I think the first time I actually really identified with the book 
was in high school when I read Isabel Allende for the first time. Mm -hmm. And and then I also read um, Julia Alvarez also mm -hmm. um, later, I think in my high school years. And then it wasn't until college. But actually, no, in, in high school, I did take Spanish classes. Mm -hmm. And I was like in advanced Spanish. So yeah. I took um, Literatura en Español. And oh, I wow. read, I think I was a junior in high school when I read like Federico Lorca Ooh, and wow. um, Gabriel Garcia Marquez. Like once mm -hmm. I read Gabriel Garcia Marquez, I was like, oh my God, <laughs> like this is how all of the books should be written, you know, mm -hmm. the way that he uses words. And, yeah. and even like the words in Spanish, mm -hmm. it's just like a different world. And that, mm -hmm. that's really when like, it really opened my eyes. And um, I actually met Isabel Allende at USF mm -hmm. one time and I got a signature for her and I was like telling my friend, should I tell her that she's my second favorite author and Gabriel Garcia Marquez is my first, uh, my first favorite? <laughs> and then my friend's like, don't tell her that she's going to yell at you. She's going to be mad. <laughs> um, but that was like so cool. I was like, oh my God, it's Isabel Allende and she's here, you know, and I was pregnant with my second child. When I met her. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, that's something that we don't even really think about that much. Um, you know, like having your own personal library and mm -hmm. thinking about my own kids, like, you know, my oldest daughter, she's in middle school, she's 12, and she's already read Julia Alvarez, mm -hmm. you know? So like yeah. the different generational mm -hmm. um, experiences, I can see, I can see that like now how important it is for me to make sure that my kids get that at a younger age. Yes. Mm -hmm. I'm so happy you're doing this and allowing, you know, or, or giving the accessibility to all of us parents yeah. to do that, you know, and mm -hmm. I know you work really, really hard on this. Yeah. I know you spend I a do. lot of time on this. So I hope everybody listening who is a Puglania subscriber, like really, really appreciates all of her hard work. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Um. So you like already explained a little bit of how your cultural identity uh, affects the way you run your business. It kind of was like, you know, part of the, the vision and the foundation mm -hmm. of it. Um, but is there in, in any other way, how, how does your cultural identity affect the way you run your business in other ways? Hmm, that's interesting. I think, um, I think, like growing up, going back to Cuba as a kid and as an adult, I, I found more of like um, a community minded uh, way of doing things and not so capitalistic. Mm -hmm. um, and so, um, and also, and it's not cultural, um, it's more with um, my, my religion that it, it's just like, I use my um, work with Booklandia as being of service, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. of service to people. And like, this is, you know, I feel like this is my purpose to like, you know, um, you know, just be a good person in this world by, by sharing these books with, with other people. Okay. So I want to ask you in um, starting your business, how mm -hmm. easy or difficult was it 
for you to find what you needed to start mm. your business? Well, um, first <laughs> is that I, I started this business not really knowing about business. Um, mm -hmm. And so I've been at it for four years and it, you know, it, it's, it's been a big, uh, it's like going for an MBA, you know, like it's, it's just, <laughs> I've, I've learned so much uh, throughout. And one of the, the biggest um, ways that I've learned is like on the internet, like mm -hmm. different, uh, different websites, uh, different people that have been able to provide information, you know, on, on e-commerce, on subscription boxes, on just, you know, running your own business, on being an entrepreneur, being a Latina entrepreneur, you know, like all these things. Um, so in that aspect, it's been easy, right? It's been easy to access, um, mm -hmm. access information and access knowledge. Time <laughs> has been difficult, you know. Implementing it, yeah. 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 And in the, into practice. Yes, yeah. And in the beginning, you know, like I spent a lot of nights like just watching videos all the time, you know, and, and reading up. And uh but the 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 thing that has helped me, well, uh is connections. I I, I made connections with other booksellers um, like, uh, Jenny from Cinco Books and Heather from Books Their Sud, they, they helped me a lot in, in the beginning. And little by little, I was able to, to build, you know, build my business, you know, accessing books from them and just learning from them as well. Mm -hmm. Um, so, uh, but looking back now, um, I, I wish I would have learned more in the beginning and I wish I would have had more capital in the beginning mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. because uh, I, you know, I, I didn't have any money to start this business. I just started it. I just like dove right in and it's been a, a struggle <laughs> because of that um, uh, because it, but it's also it's also perfect too. The way that my my business has been running, um, and the slow build has been at the pace that I've needed it to to be. Like if mm -hmm. like I look at other businesses that may have like thousands of subscribers, I'm like I can't handle that right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, it, yeah, yeah. Your business has to fit your lifestyle because yeah. else. Yeah, we're setting it up for failure, you know? Yeah, definitely. So yeah. It's, it's just like, so like right now, my, since the pandemic, my subscriber um, base has grown, which has been awesome. Oh, but it's good also, for you. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> Except that it's a lot more work for me, you know, and, and in the sense that like, okay, like there's a pandemic, so I can't really hire someone <laughs> to come into it's and it's a home-based yeah. business I can't hire someone to come into my house and help me <laughs> yeah do certain things you know sort out the books and put them in boxes and yeah. physically ship them out yeah that's physical yeah yeah so it's just like stuff like that you know it's 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 a little bit harder but it's it's fine you know it's fine um I, it's fine for me to work hard harder in a way that I, I'm trying to see like how to make my load lighter and, and what I need, what I need to make it better, you know, mm -hmm. better for, for me, better for my customers, better for, 
you know, the growth that I foresee, um, hopefully. Mm-hmm. I'm not against having children do a something like, I'm just saying, my own oh, children. Oh, no, no, they do. My they own do. children. <laughs> well, my kids do. I pay them. I pay them $25 a month. <laughs> I like I like those rates. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do the boxes. They put stickers on the boxes, you know, and you know they do. You know, they used to go to the post office. I used to just park at the post office, and they would bring all the boxes in. Oh, but now cute. I don't let them do that. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it would be like they're used to they they got used to them at the post office. At first, they were like, "Where's your parent?" And then I was. <laughs> They need to know how to do this. So, yeah. <laughs> so don't worry about me. I'm in, I'm in the parking lot. I feel like going, experiencing the post office is a life skill that everyone needs to have because if you don't, then once you experience it the first time, you're like, what the hell? <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's one of the most like governmental bureaucratic agencies you know we, we all need to deal with stuff like yes. that and now i'd like to take a little break can you believe that we're in the second half of 2020 so much has happened that it feels like three years have passed by on july 1st i hosted an instagram live with a mid-year reflection activity go to my instagram page at Giselle's World to check it out. It's posted on my IGTV channel. I love doing reflection activities because it gives me like a really good sense of how far I've come on my journey this year. Go check it out and share your answers in the comments. So talking about running your business, what Mm -hmm. is your favorite technological tool that you use to run your business? Yeah, I was thinking of that when I saw your your question, like, oh, what's my favorite tool? I guess the computer. (laughs) (laughs) Um, There's like certain apps, like there's um, this um, app I use called Pirate Ship, and uh, it connects. I never heard of it. Yeah, Pirate Ship is, is for shipping. Um, and oh, they started, yeah, so, so they started for subscription boxes and it's, it's pretty easy. <laughs> it's pretty easy and it's cheaper than other rates. Um, with Shopify, I could, Shopify is a platform that I use and mm-hmm. I really like, they've been, uh, changing and expanding more, especially mm-hmm. during the pandemic. They, they've been like really working hard with uh, local businesses. Like they, they, they've been great about like reducing their plans and, you know, like I'm able to have mm-hmm. gift cards on like the lowest plan. And oh, cool. so they, they've been like really good trying to work with their, with their customers, which is, you know, the, the small businesses that with are their on pricing that plans. Okay, Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. I've seen a lot of um, big technology companies doing stuff because small businesses use a lot of technology. I mean, like we live here in the Bay Area where it's like, you know, tech USA, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so I feel like we have more touch points with a lot of other technological companies that like the rest of the world doesn't. Um, 
it's like I had this conversation with other people where like people on the other side of the world or or on the other side of the U.S. or in the Midwest or something they're like it takes them like years to find out like what Instagram is like I've been using that for like 10 years (laughs) you know (laughs) but uh, I never heard of pirate ship yeah pirate ship Yeah, yeah it's just for shipping I just thought of Pirates of the Caribbean, and that's like one of yeah. my favorite movies. <laughs> and I was like, oh, cool. <laughs> but no. No. You don't get a free bottle of rum? <laughs> uh, that would be cool, though. Um, yeah. So, okay, so talking about um, your business, like expanding or growing, and mm-hmm. um, do you have a business idol? Like, is there a business you could think, like, one day? I'm going to be like them or better because they're a business that you strive to be. I don't know if there's a business that I strive to be, but I look like at, at other uh, like subscription boxes. Like I, I like Kiwi crate. Mm. They're the, like the STEM, they're like a STEM uh, box. And I, I just think like their work is amazing. Um, I, I look on their website sometimes and I'll, I'll look at their uh like their job offerings, their careers. I'm like, mm-hmm. man, they have a lot of people working for them. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like as I, I'm just very tiny. I'm just one person. Mm-hmm. So when I see another business that does a subscription box model and it has like hundreds of employees, like I think that's that's pretty cool. And they they also got a lot of uh, venture capital in in the beginning, and they were they're they're like debt free now, which mm-hmm. is that's that's pretty cool to me and that they are able to i'm hoping they're making a profit i'm i'm hoping they're 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 making a profit but they're also employing people which i think is pretty cool i would love to be able to give other people jobs um yeah so um yeah so so that company i really i really admire that the the way that they work never heard of them i have i have heard a lot of other I mean, there are a lot of subscription boxes around here yeah, right. now, and for so many different things. And I feel like a lot of them are based around here too, like yes, in the yeah. area, right? Yeah, they are. Yeah, they're in Mountain View. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. I, I, I also feel the same way. Like, I look, like for me as a business owner, I look to the future to be like, one day I'll have employees, or at least you know, give the opportunity. Not, not that I want people working for me. That's really not what I want. Is that I want to create something where people have an opportunity to, you know, to create wealth for themselves, yeah. to create a living for themselves, to be part of something or to learn something and then they can take it and yeah. go somewhere else and create something for themselves. Not, yeah. 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 So I know what you mean. Um, so if you could have done something different with your business, what would that have been? <laughs> I think I touched on that, that earlier. I would, I would have had more money <laughs> yeah, no, um, beforehand. And I think I it, it would have been nice if I could have connected with someone in the beginning to partner with. Mm. Um, I see other businesses um, that are, are doing, I don't know if they're doing well, but they're, they're working um, well and they've had partners. And mm-hmm. it's, it's really hard to do, do things by myself. And I, I wish, I, I wish I would have started with someone else. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. Collaboration is, mm-hmm. 
it's everything and this is something that I talk about like this topic comes up a lot when mm -hmm. I talk with other Latino business owners mm -hmm. um there's a sense of feeling of like feeling so alone and isolated mm -hmm. but then wanting the community but then not really knowing or how it all work out or navigate and stuff like that and yeah, yeah. I mean what have you thought about what it would look like if you start collaborating with someone now or well know? yeah there's someone that's interested in um partnering with me uh so we're going to be talking uh about that and what it would look like um, for me, it's really important to um, keep Booklandia. Like you know, it's it's like my my baby. I'm not gonna like ever get rid of it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I would like a different role maybe at some point. You know, but yeah. um, it's it's definitely um, something like part of you now. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Um, I've I've you know I've toyed with the idea of. Um, like doing like a worker cooperative mm, of like I love cooperatives yes <laughs> my mission in uh -huh. life is Ooh. to turn all the corporations into cooperatives yeah <laughs> yeah one yeah, corporation at a time <laughs> yes um but i just feel like there's a lot of um there's a lot of women latinas like that would be able to um, like work together that are in like the language or, you know, like language books, community, you know, th th there's like so many aspects um, mm -hmm. that could be part of like a, a cooperative and to work together, you know, to work together with one mission. Um, the, the thing that I struggle with the most is that like, I don't, um, the the people that I see that are most visible um, in in the Latina entrepreneur com community are mostly like white or light skinned Latinas, mm -hmm. and I don't want to perpetuate that. Um, and so I, I think I've been like so hesitant to like even like fully visualize everything because it, it's just I I want to make sure from the beginning that it is. Um, that is anti-racist and like diverse and representative of everyone in our community. And since Latinas are like, our community is so vast, you know, it, it, mm -hmm. it's, it's really hard to do that. So I, you know, I, I really need to, like if it's something that I really wanna do, I really need to like sit down and, and think about it and then like talk to all, all the right people, you know, whoever that is to, to like really make it um, be like a good, a, a good company. Yeah. It's, it's like so much to think about all the time, you know, about, I don't know, a month ago, a few weeks ago, I don't know, time is all mm -hmm. pushed together now, but after all of the big protests after George Floyd, um, after his murder, um, mm -hmm. I just really stopped. I like didn't want to do business. Like mm -hmm. I didn't want to go to business as usual. Like I could, like I couldn't. Mm -hmm. I couldn't promote myself. I couldn't. Mm -hmm. It didn't feel right for me. Mm -hmm. And 
I kept questioning like and, and struggling. I kept having this internal struggle with like, wait, I need to go back to business because this is how I make a living. Like I'm not getting a paycheck from any, anywhere else. Mm-hmm. And I, this is how I support my family. Um, but then I don't feel good as going back to business in, as usual. So I really did a lot of like, uh, I don't know. I, I just did a lot of introspective mm-hmm. digging. And I realized that I do, I do have a business. Like I have built a business with racial justice and social uh-huh. justice in mind and thinking about environmental sustainability and thinking yeah. about everybody being re- represented and thinking about all of these things and like since the beginning of this podcast I've always asked this question about cultural identity and how do you self-identify because mm-hmm. that's important mm-hmm. and it's important for me to be not only diverse but inclusive and when I first started this podcast I really wanted it to be with um people of color but it just didn't turn out that way and it's just like everybody who I would talk to and come everybody identified within this big latinx spectrum Mm -hmm. I don't even know what term to use anymore Mm because I don't even feel comfortable with any of them yeah um because I hate labeling Mm -hmm. and that's why I ask people like how do you Mm -hmm. self-identify right Mm -hmm. um but I came, I, I came to this place where like, I already have a platform and a space where we talk about this. So like once I got there, I was like, okay, what else can I do? Like now I know I'm here. Like yeah. all these people on Instagram were like, oh, I never knew this, or I never knew this <laughs> about the police, and I never knew about this. And like I'm over here, like I knew about this 20 years ago. I knew about this 20 years ago, and I'm just like frustrated. I'm like, okay, who's huh. not like what? If, they're, if, if there's a whole bunch of people that are there right now, that's fine. They, that's yeah. great. They need to be there. Ooh. I'm not in that space anymore. Yeah. So what can I do? You mm-hmm. know, and I've already started building this business this way. And you already started building your business in this type of way. And the fact that you and I continue to question this and make sure that we're continuing to do this with our businesses, like, that just, like gives me so much hope um I always get so emotional (laughs) like when I think about the world and world peace but like that just really gives me so much hope for us and for our world because there's so much so many negative things that we can focus on that don't give us hope right and make me angry or make us angry Mm -hmm. but the fact that we've been running our businesses for years and we're having these conversations and we're thinking about this and we're showing our kids, you know, Mm -hmm. this, that really just gives me so much hope for, you know, for what's to come for the future and even for now. And I really hope that people recognize that and, and people, I don't want to tell people to stop focusing on the negative stuff because it's there it's real we need to confront it we need to address it but we also need to pay attention to all this other stuff too Mm -hmm. all the good stuff that is happening too yeah yeah i you know i i I do think this is just the time you know like there's always 
throughout history, throughout, you know, human life, there's been different times where, where uh, big changes have happened, you know, and um, I think this is just a, a time that a, a lot of change hopefully will be happening. So on that note, can you share some advice for anyone with a culturally specific business or business idea? I feel that if, if you have a, a culturally specific business, you should definitely go with it. Um, I think a lot of times, especially like in, in American society, we're told to like su suppress our culture and, or people like tell me all the time, like, oh, Latinos don't spend money on books. You know, <laughs> like I get told that all the time. <laughs> You know, oh, some really ignorant people. <laughs> no, you know, and some of them are from our community. You know, like it's not even like, oh but it's just like it's not. You know, and and I just don't believe that. You know, like I I just don't believe that. Like you know, like we're 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 people that are like very knowledgeable and 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 seekers. You know, like um, so. Yes. And, and we always want better for our children. Yes. You know, so, so I just, so I just ignore all of that. And so yes, keep ignoring know, it. Yes. <laughs> and, and I, I just feel like, um, if, if someone has a culturally relevant business, like they should just go with it. And, um, because it's needed, it's needed, mm -hmm. you know, and, um, and, and people, you know, like we have to draw people more to like all the beauty and like the positivity that our cultures have, mm -hmm. um, you know, mm -hmm. to, to keep on supporting our community and to always give back, you know, like there, there, there's like so many, so many parts of our cultural traditions that it's just like, we can't, we can't go, we can't do something great without making sure that everybody else has access to it. Yes. Yeah, that's exactly, you just described what a community feels like. Mm -hmm. I, I, don't, I don't think I've ever really like described it or seen like that description. Yeah. That's exactly what a community is. Like, not just we're all part of it together, but mm -hmm. that we're all serving each other and the whole bigger, the, the good of the, the group as well. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the thing is, is just like we live in the United States that does not want that, mm -mm. you know? They want us to all be individualized, you know, like the hierarchical. nuclear family, you know, about me, 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 you know, like, I really have to stop myself sometimes and like, especially as a mom, mm -hmm. I have to stop myself and being like, you know, what, there's always like, well, what about me, <laughs> you know, and then I'm just like, well, I, you know, my role as a mom is, is serving my community too, because it's just like, especially that I'm trying to raise like, anti-racist kids mm -hmm. you know that's for the betterment of like mm -hmm. the whole you know the the whole community so it's just like you know we have to just think of of everyone not just ourselves you know and that's part of our culture mm -hmm. that's been like 
that in living in American society has been like trying to like erase that and chop yep. it off. But it's it's part of us, you know. And if we keep on like helping each other and doing our work for the betterment of all, like we will be in in really good positions. So, mm-hmm. um, and and we see that we 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 see that when you know families come together and work with each other, like their quality of life is much better. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's the individual versus a community mentality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's something that like, you know, growing up in this country, I was born and raised in this country, but I wasn't brought up that way. Mm-hmm. I've always had like this struggle of going back and forth. Yeah. Right. And it's like, well, we're in this country. So I'm like, but yeah, I wasn't taught to be that way. No. It's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which also goes back to culture too, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> So if you had no constraints, would you start another business? Mm-hmm. Um, no constraints. No constraints. I already see you formulating like, wait, <laughs> do I have time for this? What? No, 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 no time constraints either. <laughs> I, I see Boglandia like, I, it's not that I would start another business. I would start another arm of Boglandia. Mm-hmm. You know, I would, mm-hmm. I would um, if there was no constraints, I would, I would do other stuff like, um, yeah, because I, I don't know, there's something about, uh, I love the work that I do, but I, I, and what, when I start a new project, I, I get excited. There's like this excitement around it, you know? Yes, and, I know. Um, I definitely know. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and so like, I'm kind of lacking that a little bit right now, <laughs> you know, because it's like four years going into four years of, of doing this work. Um, so I, but I would, but I just love Columbia so much that um, I, I wouldn't want to start something else to take away from it. I would want to start something else to, to expand it and to make it grow yeah like an extension of it mm-hmm. yeah. yeah that's cool yeah mm-hmm. I I know every time someone answers this question I always like get a little vision of how I see the story <laughs> in my brain I'm like mm-hmm. oh. so maybe one day you'll come back to the podcast and share what that is when yeah. you do it <laughs> and like we're manifesting it, right? Yes. Making it happen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so um, thank you so much for sharing your story and all your wonderful ideas and experiences. Um, thank you. And where, where can people find you? What's your website? Um, are you on social media? And um, how can people subscribe to Bookalia? Yeah. And, and what does the subscription look like? Sure. So you can find me at booklandiabox.com. So that's B-O-O-K-L-A-N-D-I-A-B-O-X.com. And there you can find our subscription boxes. So we have boxes from uh, of books that are Spanish or bilingual books for babies uh, to teens. And uh, you could pick whatever box you want if from board books to chapter books monthly, bi-monthly, quarterly. We also have large boxes that have been very popular since the pandemic um, mm-hmm. that consists of six to eight books. And uh, we also have La Tienda, 
and we have books on bookshop which is the um uh amazon's competitor <laughs> which is actually bookshop is a great online mm -hmm. store that um is actually supporting independent bookstores so the the money made the books sold there support local uh bookstores um and so that's bookshop.org i love it yes I love it. Yeah. and then you could also follow me on instagram and facebook and uh twitter i'm on twitter sometimes not as much as instagram and facebook and i just started a youtube channel so i hope you could subscribe to it it's booklandia box and uh there i've been uh working on some book releases uh cool. with authors so um we've been posting uh the book releases online Oh, cool. Yeah, I, I was going to ask you about that. So you have um, virtual book release events? Yeah, yeah. yeah. How, how, did that, how does that work? Can we go, <laughs> so I, can I, we find I, out about them? So it's, um, they're on, well, you could, uh, there's an event section on my website, mm -hmm. um, com, and then you could just register for the virtual events. We had one uh, with the middle grade book, uh, The Dreamweaver by Reina Luz Alegre, and mm -hmm. she's also Cuban-American. And we will have uh, one next month with uh, Veo Leo. Um, it's a book called Pensamientos, and it's for preschoolers, um, oh. and it's about emotions. And uh, next, in August, we'll I feel have- even adults need that book too. Yeah, oh, I think we all yeah. need that book. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's, you know, it's like one of those books that parents and child could do together. <laughs> yeah. I just never forget when, like, my kids were so little, they're like, I'm feeling very frustrated right now, and I'm just like, me too. <laughs> and one time my oldest daughter was in preschool, and, like, one of the kids are like, oh, what kind of emotion, you know, they show pictures of yeah. faces, right, and, like, what emotion is this kid feeling, like, a little kid, disappointed, I'm like, what, if you know disappointment already, and you're three <laughs> years old, um, <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> anyway, that's so, funny. that's so cool, but anyway, okay, so, Go to your YouTube channel to see past book releases, and then next month you'll have another book release. That, that's really cool. I'm, I'm glad you're doing that. Um, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So thank you so much for sharing and um, for having me. It's been great. Yeah. <laughs> I actually also learned so much too about you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm. I'm so happy you're doing this, and keep on. Keep on, keep on. I don't know. I don't like to say good luck because yeah, struggle on. How about uh -huh. that? <laughs> struggle. Adelante. <laughs> yeah, adelante. <laughs> yeah. Um, but thank you so much for sharing. And um, everybody, go buy some wonderful books in Spanish and English and everything in between <laughs> from Booklandia. So thank you. Thank you for listening to Relate and Elevate. Find me on Instagram at Giselle's World and on Facebook at GM Strategist. Make sure to visit my website, GiselleMartin.com and please, please rate, review and subscribe to this podcast. Hope you have an amazing day. Bye.